Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. It's been an exhausting show today. Emotional. (laughs) Emotionally exhausting. (laughs) I'm taking a little vacation here coming up in the next couple weeks. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing a rerun. Because... I don't know if you realize it or not, but doing what I do here every week, this is emotionally draining um, because I have to do so much reading and immerse myself in all of this darkness and this evil all the time to to let you guys know what's going on. I, I think I've got a calling, and this is, this is why I do this. It's like, okay, God, when are you going to be done with me? I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, my mom posted a, posted a, a thing just a little while ago on, on Facebook, and she said, uh, God has sent these people a delusion and has turned them over to a reprobate mind because they are evil. I think she's right. It's biblical. I know for a fact she's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is prophesied. You know, this is why I'm often saying, you know, I think we're looking at the end times because prophecy is playing itself out. We're seeing stuff that just makes no sense at all. I mean, you look at this idiocy and it's like, how could these people pros- possibly believe this crap that they're saying? I don't know. I want to finish that recording I was playing. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Let's finish this because I, I got it. This crazy lunatic. I want to hear. I want to hear the rest of this. Okay, here we go. Undermine the rule of law. That's why Donald Trump asked Jordan and others on this committee to waste our time and taxpayer money. Asked the Speaker of the House to attack the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for having the audacity to indict the former president on 34 counts of fraud. By the way, 34 counts of fraud, I talked about this several weeks ago. It's 34 counts of against nothing, okay? 34 counts of nothing. They don't point out what the crime is. They say, well, you know, you're doing this or that, and it's leading to a crime. It's like, what What the hell are you talking about? Have you been watching too many sci-fi movies? Have you been watching, like, the Minority Report or something? Are you predicting? Yes, we know he's going to commit a crime in the future, so we're going to bust him now. Yeah, we're waiting for him now. This preventative, it's like a preventative beating that your parents got when you went to That's the store. right, right. Yeah. Don't well, ask for nothing. <laughs> first and foremost, uh, you know, Alvin Bragg uh, is under the control of New York and New York policymakers. And he's doing this because of politics and, you know, anti-Trump mindset in New York and New York City. So Jim Jordan is in Congress. He could say whatever he wants about Alvin Bragg within reason, you know, talking physical violence would be a a separate issue. And he's not done any of that and never come close to it. But Jordan has no authority over Bragg. The diff- that's the big difference is the FBI is under the Biden administration's control. And it's an inherent problem with our system of governance that you have a law enforcement agency under the auspices of a lawless administration. So uh, that, that's, a, that's a problem. And, uh, you know, Bragg is going to do what Bragg's going to do, and Jordan can't do anything about it because he doesn't have authority over him. So that, that's just the biggest main difference between the two is that oh, the FBI is under Biden's thumb, under the DOJ. Bragg is under New York law, and uh, Jordan can't do anything about him, right or wrong. Biden, the dictator, is basically controlling every three-letter agency, although you might say, well, Biden's not capable of controlling anything. But Biden, the puppet— is is giving whatever orders that is being handed down to him by whoever it is that's actually running all of this, which I don't I think it's debatable who it is. Who's actually running the country right now? We don't know. Do we know? I, I think it's like three people myself that are running it. You know, the big corporations, the bankers, uh, you know, I think for sure George Soros and Bill Gates has a lot to do with it. You know, our, our friend Mike on, on social media here, he said, remember, each of the subjects you cover are all pieces of the agenda. They contribute to the demise of our society, always 
ask why, what is the overall effect? Well, yeah, the overall effect, I believe, is the destruction of our civilization as we know it. And, you know, we're not just seeing that here in the United States. This is being seen all over the world. We're hearing people, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people from, you know, I'm on social media. I watch a lot of people uh, with their streaming their their stuff from like Canada and stuff. And Canada is going through the same thing. This destruction is happening happening everywhere. It's a moral uh, rot that is completely destroying the entire world. And you've got a few places like, you know, like that guy down in Africa that's saying, no, no, we're not going to play that game. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, I, I played I played that uh, that audio of him the other day in which he said, well, no, we, you know, they want to push this woke agenda on us and we're, we're not going for that. You know, we have an actual democracy here and we voted against it. So therefore we we don't allow it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that word democracy, democracy. That crazy. By the way, people, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a representative republic. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why all the time, why, why even these Republican politicians use the word democracy. Now, I have a theory on that. I have a theory is that that word has been so brainwashed into everybody in this country that the Republicans use that word because otherwise they probably believe they won't be understood. What yeah. do you think, Paul? I, I, I completely agree. The idea of democracy, I mean, in a pure democracy, like ancient Greece, you had a, uh, a small town. Of course, democracy was limited to uh, males, probably property owners. Uh, so no women, no slaves. Uh, that's the way traditional democracy worked. Obviously, we can move forward and assume that everybody can vote. But regardless... Uh, democracy was explicitly rejected by our founding fathers for very good reasons. Uh, mob rule and the idea that uh, just because you have 50 plus one uh, percent of the population and can impose your will, that is antithetical to the idea that we are born with inalienable rights and freedoms. And the idea, you know, First Amendment, which always seems to come under attack, but it just amazes me that people use this line, well, you can say things, but they can't be, you know, controversial or they can't be, you know, uh, something that attacks a specific group or whatever, you know, unpopular speech. Well, unpopular speech is what the First Amendment's designed to protect, because if it's popular, then you don't need the First Amendment. It's the stuff that people are saying that, has controversy associated with that is maybe upsetting the status quo, attacking the uh, leadership in charge. Those are the reasons we have the First Amendment. And, you know, uh, the idea that the First Amendment still is coming under fire uh, from the, the left, especially nowadays, which, of course, the left is the dominant political and social force in our nation. Uh, and so they don't like the First Amendment because First Amendment is used to challenge them. Well, that's why they want to take away the Second Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. By uh, defining things as assault weapons and talking about gun crime. You know, I hate it when they say, call it gun crime. Guns aren't committing crimes. Right. You know. And right here in Albuquerque on the democracy issue, uh, there was an opinion piece in the Albuquerque Journal because you may be aware that there is a push underway at city council to change the system of government that we live under. Uh, We have what's called a strong mayor system. Mayor Keller has essentially administrative authority. Uh, He's a little bit like a president. He carries out the laws. City council is theoretically supposed to pass the laws and the mayor's the administrative leader. Uh, There is a push from a a few councilors. Louis Sanchez and Rene Grout are the two leaders to shift to what's called a city manager style, which essentially the the mayor would move to a ceremonial position, uh, breaking some ties, kind of going out and kissing babies and meeting people. But the mayor's power would be greatly reduced. And uh, uh, an individual wrote an article about how this would somehow undermine democracy. And uh, he was from UNM, which... If you want to find bad ideas and opinions, UNM is a great place to find. Yes, the bastion <laughs> of bad ideas. So he said this is undermining our democracy. Well, first and foremost, even at the city level, we don't live in a pure democracy, and we shouldn't live in a pure democracy. And the idea that somehow switching from a mayor that's 
elected to a city manager who is appointed by a city council is undermining democracy. It's just, it's crazy and silly. Uh, Democracy is is not really, until we have, should the government spend X, Y, and Z, and we get an email and we go and we vote up and down, and that's a binding uh, issue that we vote on. Exactly. That that's democracy. Everything else is some other form of a representative republic, and you know the Constitution is set up to create, uh, you know, not create to defend those inalienable rights. Uh, we don't have a Constitution at the city level; we have it at the state level, and unfortunately, it's often. Uh, you know, often undermines just as the U.S. Constitution is. But uh, we need to uh, keep in mind what democracy really means. It's just mob rule. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of this deviant behavior that's been pushing it pushed through the schools would be done. You might actually say that under a democracy, if we did what like what you were saying, where each per, each voter received a ballot, say, hey, we want to do this. Nonpartisan. There's no party at in in some way. You might think, okay, um, in some ways it might be better um, because all of this deviant crap would end immediately. Because if they send out a nonpartisan ballot and say, "Do you agree with this? Do you agree in chopping off the pieces of our little kids in the schools? Do you believe in indoctrinating them to confuse them?" How many people do you think that that actually believe that? You know, unless there's some kind of sick pervert, you know, that would actually go for that. So if there's no uh, party affiliation with this, they're going to vote. They're going to be forced to look at it, that question, and not just go along with the D or the R, and they're going to have to actually vote on it. That behavior would end immediately because, trust me, those people are in the minority. Yeah, I think there would be pluses and minuses to pure democracy as with anything. The the concern I have, and you would have to create some anti-democratic mechanisms even in a democracy, is you can't have 50 plus 1% of the people voting themselves the resources of the other 49%. Because once you get into wealth redistribution using the, the tools of democracy – it's just as evil as any other form of totalitarian government. So, uh, you know, that is where uh, this that situation breaks down. But on the other hand, on some of those issues where a small group makes a lot of waves and forces everybody to change to their own preferences and interests, uh, that might might be improved. So, you know, it's like any system of government. It's got its pluses and minuses in a city manager system and a strong mayor system. I always say that it's it's not that we have a strong mayor system. It's that we have a incompetent strong mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could easily have a bad city council putting forth a bad city manager, and that could do just as much, if not more, damage as the current mayor. So uh, we, we really need to focus on running, winning, and uh educating on the importance of good and sound public policy ideas at the city, state, national level, all different levels. By the way, 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. I'm getting a lot of chat uh, today utilizing the chat stuff. That's really great. I got a listener, um, maybe he's from Texas, it says Poed Texan. says, if you don't offend from time to time, you cannot be truthful at all. Some things truly hurt feelings by nature. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I... I, I've been criticized sometimes on some of the things that I say, and it's like, well, you know, um, we have to be, um, if we're going to have an honest discussion with each other, sometimes we have to have a little bit of a tougher skin about things. And But like you said, if, if we had a true democracy, democracy, okay, if we actually had a democracy like these people are saying, these people, these loud little people in these little fringe groups would be snuffed out immediately. It's like, sorry, you do not reach the 51% threshold. We no longer listening listening to you. As a matter of fact, if you do anything that you're talking about doing, we've already passed a law against, we will arrest you and put you in jail. That's the way it, that's the way it works in a democracy. Just like that, that guy in Africa where I played the video uh, a few weeks ago in which they have essentially banned uh, homosexuality in their, in their country. It's like, no, we have a democracy here, and we got a 51% threshold. It's illegal in our country. So there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, no, we do not have a democracy in the United States, and you better be glad we don't. But at the same time, um, 
people, you got to stand up against this 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 disgusting rot that's going on in our country, in which morality is just is just going away. There's no morality, and you know, I've I've had people uh, tell me that well, it's because there's uh, a, a a big drop off in uh, in Christianity in the country. I said, well, it could be that could be true. You know, a lot of the the values this country was based on was based on Christian values. And, you know, we talk about the debate about uh, abortion, about um, that's a tough debate because it's been considered okay for so long to kill babies. And now they've really pushed the threshold on this. Now they're trying to push where it's okay to kill a baby after it's born. And it's like, that's what's really, really brought this thing to the forefront. But, okay, so you have to ask. It's like, okay, if the states are allowed to decide um, whether abortion's okay or not, state by state, um, and if it is, it is declared that, in fact, abortion is murder, which I believe it is, then, oh, murder is okay in some states and not okay in others. Isn't murder universally considered wrong across the entire country? I've often wondered about that. Is that a national thing or is that a state-by-state thing? I'm thinking, too, about that girl that's going to trial right now. I think it's in Roswell where she went to the hospital and had the baby in the bathroom and then threw it in the trash. And they're convicting her of murder. Well, she can do it right there at the hospital. The hospital does it all the time, but now they're convicting her of murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who, you know, who, who, why is it right for them to do it and not her? Not that I'm saying it's right for anybody to do it, mm-hmm. but according to the laws of New Mexico, if they can kill a baby and it's called infanticide and she didn't want this baby, well, what's the difference? Well, yeah, and they've got this flawed logic, okay, in which they, they talk about, okay, if a pregnant woman is standing there and some guy comes along and punches her in the stomach to kill her baby and he's successful in killing her baby, he gets charged with a crime, so, I, I'm really confused here. Okay, if, if the child is considered just a clump of cells and is meaningless and its, its life can be exterminated whenever you want, then why should this guy be charged with the crime of killing the baby? You, you see where—I I think this whole thing needs to be fought in court. This is some really flawed logic here. Well, we know how courts go. That, in the, that is inherent yeah. in, in the discussion and the point Stella just made is, is spot on regarding the disparate treatment of a baby that's just born, you know, could be minutes out out of the womb versus uh, a baby that's minutes away from being born. It's, a, it, it's an incredibly uh, hard to justify in any way, shape or form, uh, moral or scientific. And... Uh, uh, you know, that's the thing that I think we uh, often hear from the left is that, you know, follow the science, the science, the science. Well, But they don't uh, follow the science. No, of course they don't. But they only follow it when it's convenient they for need, them. They need to be, just like democracy and so many other things, they need to be called onto the carpet consistently. And I mean, calling out their hypocrisy is like shooting fish in a barrel. I get it. It, it constantly is uh, presence. It dominates the political discourse of this country. But the... Uh, you know, the fact is, is that you have to call them on it and repeatedly explain to average people because they just don't get it. They they just need things explained time and time again. Why uh, what the left is arguing on so many fronts does not make sense. It's just it, it's it falls apart on its face. And, uh, you know, we we hear these politicians who, uh, you know, in my organization is not, you know, Abortion is not our guiding point. It's not something that we focus on the policy of. But the idea that you know all Democrats suddenly turn into radical libertarians the moment you mention abortion, but in every single other sense of the word, they believe that government uh, should be making the decisions for you and your family in every which way, taking your resources, then maybe giving some of them back to you, maybe not. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the secretary, uh, uh, press secretary under Biden, you know, they just she just said, and I th- I'm not sure if Biden said it too, but you don't you don't own your kid. Your kid is not yours. Uh, it, it's something that we all own. It. Why uh, would every parent not be outraged by that statement, especially the Democrat that, or not? Yeah, the parents that are having missing children. Why? You know, of course they're outraged by it. But what are we going to do? But he did say they're not your children. They're the country's children. Yeah. He, I heard that statement. 
And, there, and it's that couldn't be further from the truth. They're your children. You decide what happens to them, how you educate them, how you raise them. And they're taking that away from you, breaking down the family value, you know. You know, one of my listeners on Rumble, uh, he is uh, talking about how, you know, you can do whatever you want in the in the privacy of your own home or whatever. But when you when you start trying to indoctrinate the children in the schools, that's where that's where you cross the line. And I completely agree. You know, I I'm not for um, going into people's bedrooms and telling them what they can or cannot do at their home. They, they I believe you know, and I've said this before, I believe that people, you you live your life the way you want to live your life, but <clears throat> as long as you're not hurting other people, and of course, people are going to try to misinterpret that statement too about what the definition of, hurt, of hurting somebody is. I've gotten into, I got into a <clears throat> an argument with a idiot liberal uh, not too long ago about the whole thing with uh, people being forced to get the jab or, or, or they lose their job. And, and this, this person said, well, they weren't forced to do it. It's like, well, what's your definition of forcing someone? It's like you're telling them either you do this or you're fired. What the, that's forced as far as I'm concerned. It's not like having a job is optional. You have to earn a living to pay your bills and keep a roof over your head. That's not optional. That's forced. Yeah. And, you know, when they're forcing this crap on our children, on our children in the schools and then telling you that your children don't belong to you, and telling them that when they're in school, well, we do whatever we want with them, and we can we can we can counsel them, we can brainwash them, we can even have medical procedures done to them without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's outrageous. It is insane that I mean, California was the first one that passed that law. It was yes. like that they could take a child and take him down there. You're not the guardian. You're not the parent, and start them on gender transition. You know, shots yeah. or whatever. That's insane. Who? That's kidnapping. Well, they pa- they passed that this session in New Mexico. Yeah. Well, we're following H- California. HB seven, and uh, there are people out there. So right people now. are allowed to kidnap children to New Mexico now, like they can to well, California. Well, I don't know about that, but they're allowed to do the gender affirming care, quote unquote, and uh, abortion without parental knowledge, and that is very much up for debate. There's a referendum process currently being uh, uh, worked through the system in New Mexico. It's a huge undertaking, a huge challenge uh, for the advocates who want to put these on the ballot and get uh, a vote taken care of at the state level uh, where you'd have an up or down vote on these public policy issues. But that's one of them. It was HB7 passed during the uh, last legislative session signed by the governor. And uh, it's one of Right now, there's five bills that are uh, being circulated. It's it's a huge, huge undertaking, and we have a very we have referendum, which means that if politicians do something that you don't like, you can collect signatures and get mm-hmm. it on the ballot. And but, there are people out there collecting signatures yeah, for referendums but right it, now. It's, we have a very difficult referendum process. You mm-hmm. have to get to get uh, signatures in every county in the state. It's a it's a real challenge. It is. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, I, one of our one of our listeners was talking about partial birth abortion. What it is and how they can consider that okay? I I don't know. It's like yeah, you know, yeah. They birth the head, pierce the skull, insert the DNC suction catheter, and suck the brains out. Monitor the heartbeat until it stops. Then birth the baby the rest of the way until it's stillborn. It's disgusting. It is disgusting, but... Uh, How can you call yourself a doctor and perform a procedure like that? What, what kind of a heart do you have to do that to a little, tiny, innocent child? But it, infanticide is still legal now. So if the child is actually born and survives abortion, they're allowed to just leave it on the table naked and not give it any attention, no diaper, no milk, no blanket, nothing. Just let it die slowly. So that's, that, that's sickening. It's murder. Straight it up murder. It's, it's sickening. It's evil. I, I don't know how else you call it anything else. You know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm all for passing, outlawing that. You know, some states are outlawing that, flat outlawing that, and said if you get caught, if you're a doctor or you're whatever else, and you got get caught performing this procedure, you will be tried as a murderer. Go to and New I'm, Mexico. And I'm, you'll be safe there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. And it's like, where are we going to draw the line here? I I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say because uh the state has uh a conservative 
kind of culture about it. Uh, a lot of deep roots into the past. Uh, it's I'm a Catholic. It's a Catholic state in many respects, uh, but we continue to elect politicians that uh, lead us morally astray in, in you know this issue, but also economically astray, and just uh, haven't helped our state maximize uh, its potential. And uh, we wind up at the bottom of the good lists and top of all the bad lists and uh, until folks decide that we want to do things differently, we're going to continue that, uh, that situation. So I uh, work every day to try to educate New Mexicans on specifically the economic policy and the education policy issues and the ways that we could change things. Uh, There are bright lights out there, bright spots, uh, states that do things well. You can look at any of our neighboring states and they do multiple things better than us, even if they're blue states like Colorado. Uh, Colorado's gone down the path of blue uh, left-wing policy, but Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, uh, Texas, all of them are faster growing, they are faster economically uh, developing, they are wealthier than us. It's uh, And that's despite the fact that we're the second leading producer of oil in the entire country. Oh, yeah. Mexico produces more oil than any state besides Texas. And we have a fraction of the population of, of Texas and to kind of distribute that, those dollars or to that impacts New Mexico. And yet, we're still at the very bottom of all the lists. So, uh, until we wake up New Mexicans and they decide to do something different, uh, we're going to continue to suffer through some of these challenges. My family will be okay. I, I send my kids to a, a Catholic school. Um, I have a good job. And, you know, as long as the crime is held at bay, and that's obviously an issue for everybody because crime in Albuquerque. Uh, there's no holidays from it. There's no parts of our town that are safe from it. You're all, you've always got to be uh, watching and realizing that uh, crime could impact you in your day-to-day life. But, uh, you know, it's not me. It's the, the people at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale uh, that are most at risk, that face the most to lose uh, from these continuing Policies and Paul, you you do have meetings, don't you? The, we do, yes. Uh, folks, can, the best thing to do is just sign up for our email list at RioGrandeFoundation.org, and they'll get emails from us. We have uh, a speaker on June 14th about homelessness, uh, and that's a real issue in our city. And we have monthly meetings uh, called Liberty on the Rocks, and then a breakfast meeting, second Monday and second Thursday of each month. And you can get information about that at RioGrandeFoundation.org. Awesome. All right, don't go anywhere, everybody. We got the final segment coming up. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, hotels. American citizens being thrown out of hotels so that uh, hotels can be occupied by illegal aliens. And then a lot of breaking news, too. Anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505 
362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Maria and Stella. I'm your host, Becca. Oh, there we go. (laughs) And I'm Stella. (laughs) Sometimes I forget the volume control. (laughs) And we're here with our guest, Paul Guessings. Good to be with you. So, um... I want to invite you to check out our web st- uh, webpage, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can go on there and listen to replays of any of the previous shows. Um, and if you're wondering, uh, if you're listening to us on the replay on uh, KDAZ Radio, thank you for listening. And if you're wondering, oh, how do I listen to that live broadcast? Well, it's easy. You just go to freedomspeaknm.com. You click on the Rumble link on Friday morning any uh, between 9 a.m. and noon. That's when, when the show's happening, and that's when we're recording the show that goes on to KDAZ. Lots of craziness going on, and uh, I remember when uh, Donald Trump was president. Oh, God, I miss Donald Trump being president. All this craziness would not be going on. I just... So, you know, as you know, we have millions of illegals that have already illegally entered our country. Millions more coming. Millions more coming. They're just going to keep on coming, and, you know, uh, one of our... Listeners uh, sent me a message saying that uh, the Dems are importing votes. Next on their list is to instantaneously make all illegals naturalized or at least eligible to vote. Illegals are now a protected class above vets, which kind of rolls into a story 
that I saw here on the New York Post. Been getting a lot of good stuff from the New York Post lately. That was a worthwhile subscription for me, actually. Even you know, remember how the New York Post was always just so lefty, and uh, and but even it's this stuff has even become too much for them now. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the countries looking at it that way that everything that's happening is too much. You know, too much, way too much. It's unbelievable, and it, it's things that are being forced upon us that we don't agree on. You know, I travel quite a lot for my work that I do and uh, around the state and occasionally I go out of state. But and I and I always use my hotels.com app to find a hotel wherever I'm going to go. <clears throat> I've been noticing lately and I, w- I was asking this question a question I don't know maybe a month or so ago when I was traveling I remember I went to um went to Carlsbad as a matter of fact for a job. And I did a search on my Hotels.com app for hotel rooms, and I found that there was a there, – there's tons of hotels in, in Carlsbad, lots of them. I had trouble finding a hotel room. And it's like, why am I having so much trouble finding a hotel room in, in Carlsbad? And I'm finding that to be the case almost everywhere I go now. And I think I know why. They're it's being like, filled with illegals? They're being filled with illegals. That's mm-hmm. what I think. You know, like for my upcoming trip, I'm going on uh, – here pretty soon. I've been doing a search for hotels there, and normally I can find a, a decent uh, low-price hotel for a little over 50 bucks a night, and those hotels are just not showing up on there at all anymore. Well, all, I, I'm in, all I'm seeing are the $80 and $90 ones. Yeah, and even even in New York, all the five-star hotels are being overrun by illegals, and they haven't been kind to the hotels. Well, have you ever tried to look for a hotel room in New York City? Yeah. Have you? Mm-hmm. Have you? I, I, several years ago. I had somebody I knew that was stuck in New York City and uh, was trying to get a hotel room in New York City. Number one, it's like the hotels in New York City, they all just have one bed. So you have to be really good friends to stay in a hotel in, in New York City. You really, I kid you not, every one of them are one bed. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. But, <clears throat> and the hotels are incredibly expensive. And this was several years ago, and the cheapest hotel I could find in New York City was... 150 bucks a night? It was insane. I can only imagine what it is now. I haven't checked lately. New York doesn't have much space. It's a very mm-hmm. tightly packed city. And, uh, uh, you know, it, there, it's interesting how they are, uh, you know, in, in New York, big blue woke city with uh, uh, the sanctuary law that they're now expressing some outrage and concern about the impact it's having. And I mean, New York's as big as they come. It's uh, uh, El Paso's a fraction of the size. And oh, yeah. yet El Paso's been dealing with the situation for months and years. And, you know, here in New York, all of a sudden has, uh, I don't know how many uh, thousands maybe uh, show up. and Tens of thousands, from what I understand. But they're, but they're a sanctuary city, so they're, yeah. they're welcoming that, right? Even Mayor Adams now is starting to kind of right. backtrack on the sanctuary city thing. It's like, oh, well, this isn't exactly what I had in mind, exactly. you know? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I found this article on the New York Post where they're talking about that uh, it says here on the, uh, on the article, says... Outrage grows over vets evicted from New York hotels to house immigrants. And in the story, it says here that 20 homeless veterans were evicted from Orange County hotels this week to make way for a group of migrants. They're calling migrants. They call them. They're illegals. Mm -hmm. They're criminals. They came in here illegally. Our group of migrants are shaken, but. Soldiering on, a spokeswoman for the group told the Post Saturday, We are trying to regain their trust, said Sharon Tony Finch, CEO of Uric Israel Tony Foundation, and herself a disabled veteran. They are very upset because of how they have been replaced, and we are too. Well, you ought to be. You know, don't you miss the America First agenda? Totally. What did they say? We are trying to regain their trust? You know? Yeah. It's like, well, you bravely served our country, and now, you know, screw you. We're going to throw you out, and we're going to let these illegal invaders have your room. I mean, that's what they're saying. Yes, they are. And they are doing it. They are throwing them out. They are. And, you know, I I think that the thing I've been experiencing myself with trouble finding hotel rooms when I go places, I think that – I think our country is filling up with illegal criminal aliens. 
I'm going to call them all criminals. Well, that's what they are. They all need to be rounded up and thrown out of the country. I'm just going to say it. And it's like, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to offend some people, but I'm sorry. They came here illegally. I believe that if you come into this country illegally, you should not only be thrown out immediately, you should never be allowed in this country ever again, ever. You should be blacklisted. At least we're not so vicious like some countries that if you go into any other country legally, you'll either be killed instantly or thrown in prison for however long they want. You know, you don't just go there and invade them. No, a lot of countries, they have uh, military at their borders like they should be protecting their borders. And if you come across uninvited, they will shoot you. They will. And they don't have a problem with the illegal immigration. No, they don't. Because they probably shot a couple of them, and then then, then it's like after that, it's like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. That's right. But, you know, the problem is we have – our country is now ran by a bunch of bleeding-heart liberals. Well, if if we're paying for everybody else's borders, you know, it's so stupid to think that we're just leaving ours wide open. We're even paying for Ukraine's borders. Everybody. We pay for everybody's borders so that they'll be safe and not be invaded. But we are being viciously invaded. There's no consequences in this country anymore. Not at all. None. No consequences for crime. No consequences for, uh, you know, shoplifting a store. No consequences for illegally crossing our border. uh, No consequences for political corruption. No consequences for these politicians violating their oath of office. And I've talked about that before, too. They take an oath of office to protect the Constitution. That means following the damn Constitution. That means uh, looking out for people's First and Second Amendment rights, not to mention all the other ones that they've broken. You know? And try to eliminate. But, but there's no consequences. None. None. It's easy for them. I mean, any crook. If, I mean, did you hear about the flood of uh, criminals that were coming across when we got the Daniels Law from California? They would tell each other, dude, they don't even put you in jail here if you kill somebody. They just give you a court date and no, we don't have no bond, nothing. It, come on down. Here's the place to be. <sighs> and when they came, they're here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How do you destroy the suburbs? That's what Mike is saying on Facebook. I'm really enjoying having this chats right in front of me here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mike, for yeah. your input. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Mike, for you know interacting with us. Yeah. Call us sometime. We'd love for you to call in and talk to us. Mm-hmm. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. So it doesn't stop there. So here's a good one, okay? This is a uh, hotel rooms canceled. Now, this, is, this was a huge, apparently a really huge wedding that this, uh, this couple was having. And they had a uh, they had thirty rooms reserved at this hotel. Now, for those of you that have been involved in planning a wedding or have been in, in a wedding, you realize how hard it is to plan these things. It's stressful anyway getting this done. I'm really surprised that a lot of couples survive the planning process of getting married. But thirty rooms that they had booked for their family and guests and whatever at this hotel and uh, the hotel canceled their 30 rooms which they had booked I'm sure well in advance so that they could move in some illegal immigrants this is this is outrageous it's totally doesn't this make you mad people hasn't a lot of the stuff that I've uh, that I've talked about today just made you mad I mean I'm emotionally exhausted today from this from even thinking about it or listening to that recording of that of that idiot Democrat which is speaking at the sub subcommittee hearing on the corruption of our government she herself is corrupt she is an example of the problem she is the person that the Democrat Party put forth as the the lead person which means yes all Democrats are like her. She speaks for all Democrats. And we know that's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. Oh, you, <laughs> you, oh, you got to go. Okay. All right. You want to say bye to everybody before you head out? <laughs> Paul's got to go. Paul, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Uh, thanks to the ladies here for uh, having me on the show. It's uh a lot of great information, and uh, go to RioGrandeFoundation.org, ErrorsOfEnchantment.com for more on the Rio Grande Foundation, what we're trying to do to uh, turn our own backyard around here in New Mexico, uh, in, in Albuquerque as well, but uh, really here in New Mexico. And uh, sign up for our email list, come to uh, one of our great events, and uh, 
thank you again for the opportunity to be here. Sorry, I've got a hard stop right at noon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming, Thank you, Paul. Join us again sometime. Mm Mm-hmm. He has great meetings and breakfasts and stuff. And oh, yeah? Yeah, full of Got knowledge. breakfast? Got me yeah. interested. What, he, do they ha- works, what do they have for breakfast? Oh, well, they go to WEX sometimes. Yeah? It depends. They go to, oh, they have, nice. Oh, what is that? Mc- he yeah. likes McCullough's for some reason. He's always up there. But they have great meetings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Poe uh, on uh, on Rumble, yeah. Thank thank goodness that they the Virgin Island doesn't have any votes because if she's representative of the Virgin Islands, I don't think they should ever be allowed for state statehood. <clears throat> How true yes. is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this this hotel canceled these thirty rooms for this wedding party so that they could put illegal immigrants in the hotel rooms. Now here here is the thing, okay? And this all got normalized during the COVID scamdemic, okay, in which um, contracts are no longer honored anymore. You know, where you had you had people that were say, you know, I had a good friend that uh, is uh, owned some rental properties, and he finally just gave up, sold his properties, and moved out of the state. I had another friend that owned some property, and she was doing the Airbnb thing, and she gave up and moved out of the state too. Because why? Well, because <clears throat> because in the case of the guy with the rental properties, people were being told they didn't have to pay their rent. Oh. Yes. Okay, so, and, you know, if you, people that typically own rental property, they have not only, you know, even it, a lot of them still have mortgages on those properties, and they're counting on a certain amount of income to come in so they can pay the mortgage, and oh my gosh, actually make some money off the deal, because that's why you get rental properties. Uh, a lot of these people are also counting on this rental income to support them in their retirement, you know, so they've done well in their life. They've bought some properties and they rent properties out to people. Um, and but then they were told, oh, told told the renters, oh, you don't have to pay them anymore. And you know who's you know? Re- who's bringing that really forward is the PSL because I get emails from them sometimes. I always want to see what they're doing, and they said they, we have to go to city council and demand that you know we don't have to pay rent and we don't have to do. Th- they want everything for free, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. And then the other person that had the Airbnb properties that she was, uh, you know, doing that way, uh, the governor, our little dictator up in Santa Fe, uh, told uh, out-of-state people, no, out-of-state people aren't allowed to, uh, aren't allowed to rent your, your properties. And just like the, the casinos, I saw where they were reject, rejecting out-of-state people, too. Mm-hmm. Those, rege- those, those casinos deserve to go out of business. And some of them have. <laughs> Well, you know, I haven't they, heard they of they too do. many that have gone out of business. They still look like they're active and alive. I pass by there and they're full of cars. <laughs> All these people giving their money away. <laughs> okay, our Texan friend on Rumble, he just gave me a pronunciation for his name. It's P-O-Ed Texan. P-O-Ed Texan. Okay, I'm turning. As in... Oh, peed off Texan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, so anyway, so the thing is, is we, and, and not only that, but like restaurants and things like that in New Mexico that were forced to shut down. And this is not just in New Mexico. This is all over the country. And in which contracts, legal contracts were, were being violated and the government was forcing – this is unconstitutional for starters, okay? This, this is in the Constitution. The government cannot force you to break a contract. They can't. But yet they did. Well, like I said, they twist everything around to benefit them. Yeah, and so now they've made it okay. Like they've screwed over this entire wedding party yeah. uh, in which – what are they going to do now? I don't know what they're going to do now. They've probably got people coming in from other states. Heck, they might have people coming in from other countries. Uh, and now they have no place to stay. Well, they could stay at the YMCA because the YMCA is beneath the uh, migrants, you know, staying there. Oh, I see. They'll have to stay at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. What else does this say? Um, says, uh, yeah, and then the 20 military veterans that were thrown out. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway. A wedding party canceled. What are you going to do? I don't know. Uh, let's see. I can tell you what you what you need to do is you need to honor contracts, and and New York New York City needs to say we're not going to. If you keep coming to New York City, you're you're going to be living on the streets. You're not going to have any place to stay. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is all of these illegals coming into the country, they're not eligible to work. 
and they don't they, have to work. They get a little credit card with money on it. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're taking your taxpayer money, stealing it from you, and giving it to somebody else that is a criminal because it's, they've broken the law. Yeah, and and what Biden wanted to do also remember he said let's give uh, Ukraine Social Security <laughs> our money to to Ukraine. Like, they haven't earned a penny of it. They, their own country doesn't give them Social Security, I guess. So we're going to do it for them? You know, there is, um, and I'll have to do a little bit of reading up on this, but I, I know I heard somebody talking about this in which we have a we have a certain quota in this country. There's a reason that it's kind of hard to get into this country. It's like, I f- really feel sorry for for those people that are out there that have been trying to go through the legal process to become a citizen in this country because they're they're totally getting screwed by this whole thing. And it's like so the the thing is is I from what I understand there is a, a like a quota system in this country where we take a certain number of immigrants per year, okay? Now, I thought about that a little bit and it's like okay, why is that? Okay. Um well, here's a really good reason, because we can only absorb so much in this country per year, okay? You don't want to take in a whole bunch of people. They're going to end up homeless. Uh, they're going to end up uh, basically leeching off the system in which they're, they're, they're taking our taxpayer dollars, you know, which Americans, uh, for the most part, are, are kind and, 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 and giving people. Um, but we can only absorb so much. And we want to make sure that the people that we do take in are going to be able to earn a living, get a job, have a place to live, and not overstress the the, the economy economy and our availability of housing. Well, you know, I used to work for immigration about well, 12, 13 years ago, before all the madness started. And you had to have a sponsor when you came here. And this sponsor was responsible for you financially if you didn't get a job and Mm -hmm. didn't take care of yourself. The sponsor was responsible for your expenses. And so people were very careful when they brought somebody over. If it was a family member, I'm sure it was okay. But you couldn't just bring somebody over and then set them free and let them go on welfare and food stamps and whatever else. The sponsor was responsible for them. If they didn't make it in this country, they had to pay for their airfare back to their country. So that's how immigration was working back then. Now there's, they just let them all in, give them a credit card, you know, give them all the money they need. I mean, there's a lot of people in America that don't make three thousand dollars a month, and basically that's what these people are getting when they come across and have a few kids that they claim are theirs. Yeah. Then they send them back and sell them to somebody else, and they use the same kids over and over. This is why they get like 3000 a month on their little card that they don't have to requalify like the U.S. citizen would. Like if you hit a bad streak and uh-huh. didn't have a job, so you went and got claimed welfare and food stamps or whatever, Medicaid or whatever you claimed. You have to refinance, you know, go then recertify all the time. These people don't have to. They don't even know where they're at right now at this point. They're all over the country. They just get their card filled on a monthly basis. We don't have that privilege as U.S. citizens. No. No. And apparently uh, veterans... Uh have less. <coughs> have less. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what was I going to... Oh, you know, one thing I've noticed in, in Albuquerque is, and you've probably noticed this too, you know, we've got a lot of uh, people, panhandlers on at the street corners and things like that, and that number is increasing, you know, and I remember various people have talked about, why are we getting more homeless people? I think the reason is obvious. I think it's because we're filling the country with illegal aliens, and they are actually a large amount of the. They're becoming more and more of the homeless population. And one thing I'm noticing from these people is a lot of them are pulling around suitcases. Mm. See, and I see it differently. I think that they've given precedence to the um, migrants for their rentals and stuff because they do have money to pay. They have that $3,000. And these people who sometimes lose their job and don't have enough money, well, now they're taking in them and these people are becoming homeless. But I know a lot of the homeless that are in here now in, in in Albuquerque are from out of state. I remember Richard Berry going online in, in national TV and saying, we take care of our homeless. They have homes, they have medical, they have food, and they were dropping them off in busloads. And we were filming this and asking them, why are you here? Why Why are you coming by eating a bus? And well, your mayor said that you take care of the homeless. So I, I said, that's really funny because we don't even take care of our own. You know, homeless, they're still, we, we know our homeless people. These people that are coming by busloads are not New Mexicans. 
No, I don't think so either. No, you can no. tell by looking at them. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. I that's that's what I've been saying for a while. You look at them, you can tell they're not New Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. <clears throat> Why don't we do a little bit of scamdemic news with the rest of the show? Okay. So I was looking at an article from the Epic Times. I love the Epic Times, by the way. That's a subscription everybody should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get so much good stuff from there. But they're talking about how uh, the powers that be are trying to get uh, mRNA-based vaccines into our livestock mm-hmm. and into our food supply. They're trying really, really hard to get this stuff into all of us. I mean, they, they tried every crazy tactic you can think of now during threats. this game. You yeah. know, now they're just going to, well, it's like, okay, we got those people that uh, just, those, those MAGA extremist Republicans, those people aren't take, weren't taking the, the, the shot. So we got to figure out a way to get this in everybody. Why do they got to get this in everybody? It's like, everybody should be asking that. Now, I think I know the answer to that question, and so do you, mm-hmm. but... But everybody should be asking that question. That should make you all suspicious as to why, when there is no emergency, there is no real threat, there are treatments out there, um, why are they trying so hard to get this mRNA into everyone, even despite the fact that more and more information is coming out in which people are dying or having serious adverse events? Mm -hmm. Why? There's no rhyme or reason for it except, I think, just population control. Well, I that's what I think they, it's all about. Well, yeah. yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many people have they lost toward, toward the virus worldwide, not just in the United States? A lot of people have died from the virus, I mean, the vaccines that they got. And a lot of the young athletes, I mean, young people dropping dead of a heart attack and all that just doesn't make sense until you find out that they had the shot. So anyway, they're working on this edible vaccine technology, Ugh. which should be terrifying to you. Remember that thing... Um, a uh, while back, and I posted this on my my website about Watch the Water. Remember? Did you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, in which there was this guy, and by the way, since then he's come out with a part two on Watch the Water, um, in which he was uh, looking at the symptoms of all of these supposed COVID infections and and said that he believed that it was all caused by snake venom because it the the... Uh, symptoms all matched that of snake venom. Loss of taste and smell, snake venom. Uh, failure of random different organs in your body, snake venom. All of that. And and I did a whole show on th- This was like almost two years ago. This was on the other station mm-hmm. uh, when I talked about this the first time. And so there's this question about uh, and and there's even evidence out there that shows that the the stuff that's in the vaccine actually uh, was derived from snake venom. Well, where they get all the snakes from is what I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, do they? Is it a man-made venom? You know that. Well, you know, there's people out there that actually hunt snakes and extract venom from them for a living. Apparently, it's very valuable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's that. The other thing is, have you heard that? Johnson and Johnson, uh, there's an article out in the Epic Times also in which the COVID-19 vaccine is going to be unavailable uh, by Johnson and Johnson. Well, they already made plenty of money off of it. Right. They made plenty of money of it, and uh, they they're just going to quietly just slip away and they're not going to make it anymore. Mm, disappear. Huh? And if it's an ongoing threat with everybody's going to be infected with this horrible covid why are they not going to make it anymore? So what's the difference between the vaccine and the mRNA that they're trying to inject into the cows and the fruits and vegetables? And I don't believe there is a difference. So it hasn't gone away? No. Okay. No. No, they're just trying different ways to get it into us now. Mm. So anyway, we're running out of time, Stella. Uh, no. It's been a good show today, huh? Yeah. Very informative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I hope Paul, people take up you know, that invitation to Paul because when you go to those meetings, they're very informative. I've been to two of them, I think, and I'd like to attend more, but it looks like I don't have always the time for when he schedules his meetings, but he's very informative, and I think we need to stay together, stick together, and protect our state. Yeah, we do. We have to protect our country, but first we have to start at the state level. 
So anyway, if you want to send your questions and comments to us, uh, email us at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of all of our shows, as well as check out the useful resources. If you want to watch and watch us live and uh, participate in the show and call in, you can watch us every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to noon on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Rumble. Just look for Becca Marie, or you can also go to the website and click on the Rumble link. Um, watch for our posts on Twitter, uh, True Social, Facebook. Um, share, share, share. Like, like, like. We're being, we're being, we're being censored. Yes, we are, and we'd like to hear from you. I'm yeah, sure we yeah. have a different opinion, and yeah. that's okay. It's check, okay. Check out my new show on Saturday nights on Rumble, uh, the Continuum, where we talk about anything strange and weird. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we are weak. Together, we are strong. It's time to tell, stand up, tell all them Marxists, reject division, and all those people pushing the woke agenda. Hell no. We won't comply. We, we are, are the, the resistance. resistance.